Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of Damsels in the DMs. Uh, we have high friends, first time writer, long time listener. So I recently started a company and I'm a new mom of two. I had previously worked in the corporate world and hated it. My husband and I were lucky enough to be in a financial position where I could stop it to focus on my kids and open my company. I am so passionate about my company and the kids and feel happy with my choices, but I have had a harder time focusing on my husband. How do I stay passionate about my marriage while also putting in the necessary time for my creative pursuits and family? Is this a bad sign? Sincerely, too much ebb and not enough flow. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Huh? What's the there's some damsels in the DMs. Do you? Who are you? Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, <laughs> yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. And I want to start today's episode by acknowledging that by the time this episode comes out, it'll be less than a week since the school shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas. Um, And I don't know about you guys, but I have really just been like in, I don't even know, like just so disappointed in this country that this keeps happening, that we just had the Buffalo shooting, that there was the shooting in the church in Southern California, that we can't live in this country normally knowing that there's a possibility every day that someone you love may not be there. Um, And that's just sort of the reality that we're living in. And it's extremely frustrating that right now that this decision is really in the hands of 50 senators in Washington. Um, And I've seen so many posts on social media that are like, we are so helpless, like there's nothing we can do, but I don't know about you all, but I really feel like this decision is in our hands in some way because we are the people that elect those senators to be in Washington. We have the power to call all of those elected officials we have the power to donate and promote organizations like Everytown, just like we called on them during Black Lives Matter, like it's time to call on those officials again so that we can start to see change and progress because just like in New Zealand, when they had a mass shooting, um, they made progress within three days, they banned assault rifles. Joe Biden led legislation in the past that banned AR-15s. So when he did that, there was change that was made. It wasn't as bad. The shootings were not as prominent as they are currently. That legislation expired after 10 years. Um, And we need new legislation. We need more people in Washington to be taking um, the situation seriously. And we need change. And I completely agree with that. Just to add to that, um, I'm on every town's Instagram page. They're a great page for um, any resources that you need um, about 
gun violence and taking action. And if you want to take direct action right now, just text BOLD to 64433, and that should get you started with um, demanding senators to take action. I completely agree with you, Lauren. This has been such like a just outrage and disappointment are two things that are just like going through everyone's minds right now because it's so messed up. This is an elementary school. Like these kids don't like they don't understand what's going on. You know, they're so innocent and they're so precious. And why are we not doing everything we can to put kids' lives as a priority? Like, why are we putting saving money on taxes or like making money off of guns, like over lives of innocent, I mean, people in general, but like, especially kids who are so innocent and have zero idea on why this is happening or what even is happening. I Googled actually mass shootings in the US and there was a list on like this like uh, official like database and I just kept going for like five, like four pages. And I think it was like 271 mass shootings have happened in the US in 2022. It's only May, like- It's only May. That, well, by the time we're recording, that's insane. It's really sad and it weighs really heavily when the lack of integrity and the misalignment of communication and overall respect for different communities is such, it, it, it operates or exists in such a discrepancy and marginalized way to the point where people are being murdered. And it's just the access to the resources that are allowing this to happen and the legislation that is responsible for this, you know, it's really uh, infuriating and also really just motivating in terms of trying to figure out how we can kind of recover, not recover, but at least take steps in a direction that is going to provide some sort of positive change. And even if it is donating to organizations like the NAACP or, you know, figuring out what sort of messaging that can be disseminated if it's already being created by another organization, like just allowing that the, the common voice to be heard. I, I, it's just, we're in a really unique space, I think, to, you know, not, if not shift the narrative, at least like figure out ways that we can operate together as a whole to really create some positive momentum because it's just fucking wild. Like, yeah. and really, really sad. We just can't be complacent. I think no. we we see these happen. So it's like, oh, okay, you start to expect it. It starts to become normalized. This isn't normal in any other country. And I really think about specifically where Ovalde is located right by the border. I think about how hard some of those families must have worked just to get into this country, the horrors they were escaping. You come here, you think that your life is going to be better. You think you're going to have another chance. And this is what this country has given you. Like. It's, it's just pathetic. I mean, that's honestly how I feel. Um, it, and it's really scary too, the fact that those same families, a lot of them may still have immigration issues. And yeah. because of how close they are to the border, it's like, well, they can't even fucking go to the site to see or check on their own child just out of fear of being deported or whatever. Might happen or think about how scary it is that the law enforcement who's charged to be going in to fix this situation, they don't even have weapons as deadly as the AR-15 that the 18-year-old had who's doing this. Like, there's just so many incredibly scary facets to this situation. Anyway, we have resources at the link in our bio. 
And, and I think that like the reason that we're bringing this up is just because we really believe that we cannot be complacent. We said it before, we'll say it again. We need to see change. We need to make these lives mean something so that they didn't die in vain. And I just hope that we don't have to keep doing this. I don't want to hear any more thoughts and prayers. I want to see action. Agreed. Agreed. Switching. What have been some things that have been fulfilling or possibly rewarding over the past week for either of you? Um, <laughs> well, what's been a little bit fulfilling is that it's so weird to make the switch from like something that yeah. is just so tragic. Uh, tragic to, you know, to going back to kind of business as usual, but keeping in mind um, with everything that's going on, I think it is kind of important to still stay on the mental health track. Um, and that does include today's episode, which is, um, you know, like wearing multiple hats and, and how to stay sane while doing it. And that could include, you know, fighting for what's right, but also like trying to keep up with your career, trying to keep up with your friends and family, making sure you're giving love to like everything that you do, um, as well as, you know, world events and then really important stuff that's happening in the world right now. So it is always a weird transition to do from something that is very tragic to this, but I think it is also important to discuss, um, to keep discussing mental health as well, because that could be very helpful for, uh, for our listeners for this month. Definitely. So yeah. back to, sorry. So back to your question, um, something fulfilling that has happened is my brother actually came to stay with me for the first time for a week um, in my new apartment. And we yeah. haven't had, we literally haven't had just sibling time together, just like brother, sister time in so long. Like we've always been either surrounded by, you know, his wife or our family or cousins or someone, but we just, we haven't had just time for just literally the two of us to literally spend a week together and um, go through That's that, so you know, sibling, like, like banter and like you get on each other's nerves, but also being like really there for each other and like having yeah. really deep conversations. So that was really cool to have for me. Awesome. What'd you take him to see? So this weekend, uh, we actually did, oh, we did a, we did a lot, actually. We explored Silver Lake and Los Feliz, um, Los Feliz. I don't know how to say it because like people say Los Feliz and then it's like Los Feliz, whatever. Um, so we went to like home, um, to home restaurant. I don't know if you've been at So oh, amazing. Oh my so goodness. <laughs> Breakfast anytime. Bye. I'm here for all day. We got French toast that was rolled in cinnamon toast crunch or, or frosted flakes. What? And it was so good. Oh. It was so good. I wanted to order another one. Um, but the food there was so good. We went to um we went to a different, like a bunch of different restaurants and bars here the first night. And then we did um on Sunday, we actually drove down to Venice because there was my friend works for this uh, meditation yoga company called Open. And they were doing um, every Sunday they do this, but they were doing like a yoga and meditation workout on the beach. And so the first 30 minutes, we did a hit workout run by a Nike master trainer and then which was intense. And then the last 30 minutes we spent doing breath work. And it was just really cool to be on the ocean, you know, like with the people that you love. Um, I had some friends come down as well um, that live like right on the beach in Venice. And so it was really nice to so kind of reunite amazing. my friends and my family and then have this really amazing experience together. And then we drove to Cielo Farms Winery in Malibu and it was just like a really beautiful day. 
Um, and then we had family come over for dinner that night. And so it was a very like really wholesome weekend. Um, and then my shower valve burst in my bathroom. And then I had literally, it was raining down in my kitchen because my bathroom's above my kitchen. So it was literally raining in my kitchen. Um, and so now this whole week, instead of spending it uh, sightseeing and doing fun things in LA, we have been sorting out house stuff, which has been great. I'm really glad my brother was here because I think I would have had a mental breakdown doing this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, and it's hard to keep up all of your like family obligations when you have things happening like that. And also vice versa, like keeping up all of the things that you have to deal with when you have family obligations. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, my brother's super on it. Um, we're very different in that way. He is like, like very proactive and will get on it and find the best people like right away. So he did that all for me while I was crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet. That's really sweet. I was, what, what was fulfilling um, about your guys's week or something that you did that was like super exciting? I was invited to um, participate in a staged reading at the Frida Kahlo Theater, which is right near MacArthur Park. And it was such a beautiful experience because I was able to connect with other actors and creative individuals who are of the Latinx community, mainly Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, which was really dope because I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican. Because so you, know. you are all of that. Hello. But no, it was really fun. And it was also a queer story. So to have so many pieces that I could identify with on a personal level, that made the experience just, um, I don't know, really, really fulfilling and um it was nice to have been invited back because this was actually my second one the first one that I did was several weeks ago and that was all in Spanish so you know I felt like you know it was awesome to feel that kind of like recognition of what I love doing but also to like you know or to be invited back it was like all right let's do this again <laughs> I was gonna ask you Alejandro how has it been like acting and opening up your publishing company while working a nine to five while hosting the podcast like how have you been able to wear all of these multiple hats and also have balance in your life I think the desire to just constantly grow is what's motivating me um and like even though it's some days it feels like the plate can be really loaded. I mean, I feel like the momentum that I'm feeling kind of outweighs any sort of like exhaustion that I might feel because I don't typically need a lot of sleep at night. So, which I mean, you know, whatever, whether that's healthy or not, whatever, but um, it's cool to just kind of like push myself and just like figure out like, okay, if I made a commitment, how do I stick with it and honor like the people that I committed to and how do I also balance like other stuff that I need to move forward on? Like, for example, I'm trying to work on this um, monologue competition that I, I want to write it, but um, I'm working on that. I'm also trying to also, like figure out my bio. I feel like a biography, our own biographies that we put out there in the universe. Like, I mean, I've, I've gone through like a few iterations now just even for the podcast but I think it's really interesting to like always have that in my mind in terms of grounding myself when I do feel overwhelmed by you know xyz thinking about like well what have I not only committed to others but what am I committing to myself and how am I actually working toward those things and I think that alignment is really important in terms of staying focused and not getting so overwhelmed by all the distractions that are available 
um, as informative as they may be, you know, which in this case with the unfortunate events that have happened, like it's actually, it's really in, you know, informing as far as staying updated on like, not only what has happened and what will happen, but what we can do to continue trying to work toward some sort of progress. Lauren, I want to know how you, because you do a lot of stuff as well. You've got acting, um, you've got this podcast, you've got um, your produ your producing projects. Um, you're doing so also much. You're also, you're a dog mom. You're doing so right. much. Right. I know. And I think being a parent of a dog is, is a lot. It does take a lot. Um, and so I do want to know, and then you're in a long distance relationship as well, which is work, right? Like that is, it's, it's not easy to be in a long distance relationship, but you've been at it for um, like a few years now. And so I want to know how you manage to wear those multiple hats and how you um, keep yourself accountable. You know, it's really interesting because I recently started working with a publicist and like through working with the publicist, I've had to reflect a lot on my career. And it's been really interesting because you talk a lot about like, why have you started doing this? Um, like, what do you want to get out of it? What's your goals? So I've really had to think about like, why do I do this? Like, why did I want to start doing this? And what is important to me? And I think that I realized that the projects that I care the most about are the projects that make people feel seen represented and heard. And I think that like, I was lucky that I had a lot of role models growing up, like Hillary Clinton comes to name Reese Witherspoon with the way that she started her production company. I love how she incorporates um, books into the projects that she produces. Like that's something that I think is really interesting, but so many people don't have role models that they get to see on screen. And so many people have never felt represented on screen. And I think that it was important to me to tell others stories. Um, to make sure that we are just seeing so many different facets on screen so that so many more people can feel like they have role models and can feel represented. And I think for me in wearing multiple hats, I always think about like, why am I doing this? Like, what, what do I see that this project will bring into the world that will make a difference? And I think like with the recent events, it's been really difficult for me to draw myself like away from the media, away from watching the news, because like, you do feel this sense of being helpless. And like, as somebody who says that I'm a filmmaker who wants to make a social impact or tell stories that have some sort of a social impact, then I watch these things unfold. Like, what can I do? Like, how can I do something? How can we make a change? And then I think like in situations like this, it's so hard to say like, well, how can you make a change? Like, how can we look at this and how can we do something to help? Um, and I think in wearing multiple hats, like that's sort of something that you always have to think about. Like you always have to make sure that each hat that you're wearing serves a purpose and that like each thing that you're doing, it, it makes sense. And I think if you can't look at one of the hats that you're wearing at and say, this is making a difference in my life, this is making somebody else's life better, then, you know, it's a hat that you have to let go of. And I, I apply that thinking and it's something that's hard for me because I'm definitely a people pleaser, but I've been trying to apply that more into my life as well. And if like a relationship or a friendship isn't serving me or isn't like bringing something into my life, I'm trying to put less of my wholeheartedness and less of my um, weight into that because like I am somebody who can very easily spread myself thin. So I think for me, like I schedule everything ahead just logistically and what I'm going to accomplish. And then I just make sure that the things that I'm scheduling ahead are purposeful and meaningful. Totally. 
And listeners, if you missed the recent interview that Lauren was featured in, you can check out Sweetie High, as the article is titled, Lauren Elizabeth Hairstock, Acting, Filmmaking, and Making a Social Impact. Hell yeah. Check it out. Oh my god thank you so much alejandra are you my publicist yes yes <laughs> should you be <laughs> um no but ash same question to you and i also would love to know like especially when you're going through these difficult times because like i can't imagine going through what you're going through you have family there your house is falling apart and then you get an hbo audition tomorrow you know like like yeah. how are you doing it and especially like as a founder of a company you're kind of the one that needs to put out all of the fires that can arise when you're doing something like that so how are you doing yeah so i'm not so good with crisis management and i've realized that i'm, I'm at least self-aware that i'm not great at, at crisis management um so that's why you outsource things to your family members who are better at doing that. So yeah, my house is falling apart and yeah, I did have a little bit of a breakdown, but um, it's, it's just important. Like it is, uh, to be honest, I, I do struggle with um, compartmentalizing things. Like if there, if there are like the triage of things, right? So if there is like my house falling apart, I have an audition and I have like all this work that I'm so behind on for my, um, my, my business, I will literally just be like, okay, what is the most, like the craziest thing that's happening? And then focus on that and neglect the other two, which is not so great, but I, I definitely need to get better at, you know, like time batching be like, okay, I'm going to prioritize like this much time to, um, whatever's going on with the house. The thing right now is it's because it's so chaotic is that there's people coming in and out. So it's like hard for me to like focus on anything else when like, if I try to focus on something like an alarm is going to go off here. Um, but in other situations, when I do, when my house is not falling apart and I do have like auditions coming in and I have like work to do, um, it is just, this is what I do in my calendar. I, and I learned this from skinny confidential it's called time batching. And so I have my Google calendar and I've basically time batch. So I've put batches of time for all the things that I'm working on. So I'll wake up, I'll, I'll make um, like two hours for my morning wellness just to wake up, like get myself like awake and start moving my body a little bit. And then I'll do my workout. So my morning wellness does not include my workout. I'll, I'll do my workout and then I'll start my day. I'll do breakfast and then I'll start my day. I'll have like um, two hours in the morning to work on Kalahati skin. I'll, I'll set like 30 minutes to work on damsels to like reach out to whoever I want to interview. And then I'll go on to um, Kalahati skin. Oh no, I already did that. And then I'll go on to acting and I'll spend, I'll give acting like three to four hours. And that could be either memorizing a scene, uh, uh, shooting a scene, doing like rehearsals for class. Um, or class itself, um, or doing like, you know, work that like, it's like, okay, submit yourself to stuff, like update your headshots, update your IMDb pro, uh, like whatever it is, like all the acting admin. So that has really helped me, you know, stay focused. And then another thing that I use is called Focus Keeper. And it's an app, and you can set an amount of time that you want to work on something, just fully focus on something. And then it'll be like 25 minutes just of like fully focused work. And then you'll get a five minute break and then the timer will come on for five minutes. And that's been really helpful because I can't focus on things for too long. So 25 minutes is just the perfect amount of time for me to like spend on one thing and then take my five minute break, go for a quick walk, get like a quick coffee and then come back and then spend another 25 minutes on it. Um, so using tools like that has been super helpful. Um, 
I don't know if I told you guys, but I went to an energy healer um, uh, like two weeks ago, Lauren, I think I told you, I was like, this is oh, like really woo woo, yeah. um, super woo woo, but really cool. <laughs> Cause, um, it's this like Hispanic woman who lives in like Burbank or something like in the Valley. She looks like, like an older version of Esmeralda, just like gray long hair curly she's dressed very esmeralda type like with like flowy like purple skirt and like a flowy white top and just has like all these like spiritual stuff around her like hindu like a lot of hindu gods and goddesses like a lot of like buddhist stuff um she's also got like some jewish symbols and christian like uh crosses like got everything she's got everything on there and what she did was basically have me lay on the table and do some reiki on me and just move my energy she was like all of your chakras are blocked and i was like great um wasn't expecting any of them to be open anyways um so she just like moved my energy through my body and it was like a very emotional experience because the stuff that she was saying was like very on point and I was like how does she know this stuff um and it was things that you know like you your inner child work so stuff that you like haven't really worked on and you should work on that she's bringing up and you're like well great like this is things that I need to work on that's going to open me up more um I am still like, I don't know if I truly believe in all of this like woo stuff. I, I do to an extent, but some of it, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, lady. Like she went outside, um, she'll do the Reiki healing and then she'll go outside and talk to the universe and like kind of ground herself and get connected to the universe. And me, and she was like, sometimes I get messages, sometimes I don't. And then she came back and she was like, do you have a grandma that's passed? And I was like, yeah, I do. And she was like, okay, an old lady came to me and she told me to protect my baby. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And she was like, yeah, her name was, and then she said some random, like generic Indian name. And I was like, yeah, that's not my grandma's name. I'm not even close. And I'm like, she's lived in India for six months, like this lady. So she knows Indian names. And I was just like, yeah, it was like some common Indian woman name. And I was like, you had me you had me until you try to say her name. Um, Yeah, Oh yeah now goodness. i'm just like mm, i don't know but the the energy healing like that stuff really helped like moving mm-hmm. my energy um i am gonna try her out for a call i'm not gonna just like you know um like dismiss like i, I mean i'm not gonna just i'm gonna try it for at least a couple of weeks um and see how it goes um but another thing that i was gonna say that helps me with stuff like this is therapy and having a therapist or doing something that is mental health related so going on your little mental health girl walk um or you know like getting a cup of coffee like something that's like a ritual that makes you feel good um and it could just be like walking to a favorite coffee shop or something i agree with that i think those rituals are really important like in the morning time or even i've gotten into making my lists for the next day the night before yes Uh, i find that really helpful it's just kind of like oh i do it all i have it the whole week by sunday see i do too i like doing like at least like if not a whole month ahead, I'll do like, you know, oh my God, general like things that I'm trying to do. And then, you know, like on a daily basis, it's nice to just like check and be like, okay, well, what do I need to do to get to that particular milestone on that particular day? And then that's kind of where like the daily check-ins, I, I like the practice of like a nightly check-in, I guess in this case. But Speaking of check-ins, um, Lauren, I remember you mentioned briefly a couple of weeks ago about your happy hours that you do with Brian. And I really would love you to talk I I would I want to listen about it again because I want the listeners to 
um, to have that, like to know, to know about your happy hour. Sure. So Brian and I do a thing that we call a happy hour meeting and there doesn't actually need to be alcohol. You don't got to go anywhere. You don't need to like go make it fancy. It's just happy hour because it like promotes happy feelings. And Basically, we outline the things that we want to work on, whether it's weekly, whether it's monthly, like what some of our goals are that are not things that you can make yourself do on your own. Um, For example, like some of Brian's might be like exercising because actually, you know what, his goal is yoga. He has really bad hip pain. So he has to try to do more yoga to try to work on some of his hip pain because it's sort of like Um, he's in chronic pain and medication doesn't really help him. So he tries to do yoga four times a week. So like I help to hold him accountable to do his yoga four times a week. Um, I think I mentioned like one of the things on mine might be working on a casting director document to make sure that I'm like tracking the auditions that come in and who's bringing me in and what am I getting brought in for? Another one of mine was completing all of the tasks on Artist Way because like towards the end of Artist Way, Alejandro, tell me who it's by again. Julia Cameron. Yeah, he's so smart. You're right, and it came so fast. That's crazy. I knew he would. I was going to say Julia Child, which I knew was wrong. So I was like, Alejandro. <laughs> Julia Child. I knew. I knew I was wrong. That's why I didn't say it myself. Anyway, um, I was having trouble like towards the end of the book, like really making myself do all of the tasks. So that was one of the things that like Brian had to hold me accountable for. Um, We actually even have a document for Ernie where we go over what Ernie was doing, because when Ernie was in training, we were going over like what Ernie's goals were and what we wanted Ernie to accomplish. So it's actually been really great. And it's really nice to have somebody who's like kind of pushing you there, but it doesn't have to be like a romantic partner. It can be a friend. It can be um, a coworker. It can be like a partner. All right, guys, before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. And that was actually another thing that I wanted to talk about because a lot of people always ask me about like how I've been able to sustain my relationships with the people that I've produced things with or that I share projects with. And I think about the two of you. And I think that one of the things that really allows us to have had this like long lasting relationship through, we're really close to being at a hundred episodes of Damsels, which is like pretty what, really? Yeah, we're at like 87 or something. Oh my God. Uh, we need to do a hundredth episode party. <laughs> Yeah. Our euphoria theme party, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we should. But 
I think that one of the things is like, we're really good for asking for help when we need it. Like Alejandro, we ended up bringing on one of our incredible interns, Jillian, um, when Alejandro was like a little overworked with the podcast. Well, I I feel like that's an area where I think I could use improvement on. I think like sometimes it does become challenging to know when and how to ask for help. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like you're, I admire your willingness to just be like, hey, like, this needs to be done what can we do to figure it out i'm the type where like i don't know maybe because of like my the work that i do it's like i would just kind of have to figure shit out on my own and then it's like not necessarily don't ask for help but just like just figure it out and like keep it moving that's true because i kind of forced you to ask for help actually i was sort of (laughs) (laughs) we got to get you some help But I mean, I think that's something that's like a work in progress or at least something that I'm working on when in the process of like trying to handle like however many pots are on the stove. So I don't know, I I do, I do appreciate learning that about myself, but then I also like, you know, it's a pattern that's like, or it's a habit that's hard to break sometimes, but it it gets easier at the same time because it's just like, we're only one person, so. But I will say that like communication has been really great and also like making yeah. sure that with your work partners that you are taking time to like still be friends to maintain the relationship. Because I think yeah. like in some of my work relationships, like you can get so caught up in like the work aspect of it that you forget to like actually just be friends and ask how they're doing. And like when you like the people you're working with, it's so much better for the outcome of the project. So I think that it's just like, one, yes, ask for help if you need help, but two, also just like, like the people you're working with and like work to keep up those relationships. Like um, when Alejandro and I have the time to like go to an event or when Ash and I have time to like go to a workout class, um, it's just useful time to like spend together. And when we all got to go to the fashion show. Oh, that was so great. It was really fun. And I never worked with friends before and this is the first time I'm doing it, which is great. Cause I do love when we get to do things outside of the podcast or, you know, like this is like, even though we don't like check up on each other, like as much as maybe we should, cause it is mostly about work. This is a great time to do it when we do our host episodes, because this is when we're like, we spend an hour together and we literally just chat about what's happening with each other's lives. And that's why I don't feel like I need anything out of you guys or from you guys, because we have this, like, this is so precious to me that like, if we don't text during the week about personal stuff, I'm good. I'm not, I don't need that. I'll still accept your text messages, but. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I guess just before we get into the letter, I have two kind of rapid fire questions. So one is what's your why? And two, how do you handle burnout? My why has to be about it's it's there's three parts of my why i'm really passionate about literacy equity and representation um and i I think all of those tie together and those three create my why um as far as what i am working toward what i want to continue collaborating on and how i see myself growing i think my why is um knowing that if I'm struggling with things, people are also probably struggling with the same thing. So why not create something to help them with that? So if it's sharing my experiences on damsels, if it's creating skincare lines that help my skin, if it's um, doing whatever it is that I'm doing, like acting, I really want to be able to, like, it's an outlet for me when I watch movies and I see, you know, like 
watch like really amazing heartfelt movies because it's like wow you made me feel like I always think back of like Gilmore Girls like Gilmore Girls has always made me feel so good you know and it's crazy that actors can make you feel that way or like productions can make you feel that way and I want to do that I want to pay it forward and like I want my performance to kind of have that same impact on somebody else um so it kind of is just help others out but also selfishly helping myself out with my own mental health issues and then what was the second one it was how do you avoid burnout going on my little walks and then saying no I I I'm I'm learning to say no to things which is great I'd say exercise helps a lot with burnout or preventing burnout and the walks too I love walking at night walking during the day and the search for some good carbs. Honestly, for me, that like really helps me. I, oh. the other day I was looking for a fucking bagel and I was just like, where the hell can I go for a bagel around here? Like there's no, well, at least where I'm at, like there's not, I don't, nothing comes to mind except for like some, maybe Noah's or I love Bagel Broker off of, I think that's off of Fairfax. That's one of my favorites. But I mean, well, yeah. So bagels, donuts, anything. Yeah. Anything with carbs, like I'm, I'm here for as like a positive distraction in the midst of my fitness journey, but it's healthy enough. What about you, Lauren? I think my why is just hoping to leave the world a little bit better than when I found it. Like hoping to make others paths a little bit easier to get to where they want to be and just making them feel a little bit warmer and a little bit more understood. You know, I do a lot of inner child work and I'm not always so nice to my inner child. And that's something that like I struggle with into my adulthood. And I hope that other people get to have a nicer, have a nicer relationship with their inner child. And I hope that the work that I'm doing allows people to have that and just be able to like really believe in themselves in um, the career paths that they choose. Absolutely. And how do you prevent burnout? Dealing with burnout, you know, I take like, I go really hard and then I have like little rest periods. Um, so right now I'm in Philly and like, yeah, I was here for medical reasons mentioned to my, my people earlier that my doggy got some dental surgery. Um, so I was here for that, but then I just, you know, got to like hang out with my parents and like kind of be a kid again, you know, like, um, let them take care of me, like eat home cooked food. Um, and just like rest and I'm, I'm gonna go like right back and like I, I'm going back to New York tomorrow, got an event tomorrow. So like I'm, I'm heading back into it, but it was nice to have some space. And I've talked about this before, like I'm definitely somebody who thrives being really busy. Um, and I felt myself like this week, like when do I got something to do? Like when when is there gonna be something? Like what could I possibly be doing right now? But I know that it's good to have these rest periods. So I agree. My um, equivalent to your donuts is more like anything chocolate related, like having some ice cream or some like warmed baked cookies, like huge cookie person. I think just taking time out. Anyway, let's get into today's letter, friends. Uh, we have hi, friends. First time writer, long time listener. So I recently started a company and I'm a new mom of two. I had previously worked in the corporate world and hated it. My husband and I were lucky enough to be in a financial position where I could stop it to focus on my kids and open my company. I am so passionate about my company and the kids and feel happy with my choices, but I have had a harder time focusing on my husband. I love him, but I feel like my drive has gone down and I trust the relationship, so I don't worry about putting in the work as much as I do for my projects. 
it's really gotten to him to the point that he asked me, when is the next time we'll be intimate? I can't help but feeling like I push him away because I'm tired or just not into it. How do I stay passionate about my marriage while also putting in the necessary time for my creative pursuits and family? Is this a bad sign? Sincerely, too much ebb and not enough flow. I love this letter um, because I relate really heavily to it. I think when you're really busy, it's hard to be present in those relationships. And I'll, I'll tell you for a fact, like once I got Ernie, I was like, Brian, Ernie's my priority now. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm taking care of my baby. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and I would definitely feel like I was prioritizing taking care of Ernie more than like it, checking in and making sure that I was still doing one-on-one -on -one dinners with Brian because I wanted to bring Ernie to all of them. Uh, <laughs> and of course that this is like so much, this letter writer is going through so much more with starting your own company and that you have kids. And I'm just talking about my silly little relationship with my dog, but I'm only saying these things to let you know that I relate. And it's something that I struggle with too. And I think that like the happy hour meetings that Brian and I implemented, like those were definitely really helpful because that's also the time. And I didn't say this when I talked about it in the beginning that we talk about um, any issues we may be having in our relationship. And we reserve the happy hour time as the time that we bring up whatever issues may be coming up then. Um, because then like something that I find hard is like, let's say you're in the middle of your week and somebody brings something up to you that might be negative, but you're about to go into a meeting. Um, and then like that whole meeting, you're not present with the meeting. You're thinking about like that interaction that just happened. And like when you're in a partnership with a in a relationship, however it is, um, you're constantly communicating with that other person, especially if you have kids about logistics, about what's for dinner, about everything that's going on. So it's really easy that somebody could say something to you that might be a little bit off-putting, or if you're like me, that might make you worry and cause you anxiety. So it's really nice that you like save these relationship talks um, for once a week um, so that it's not just happening randomly throughout the week. And then it saves the time that you can like dive deeper into the issue um, instead of just having this like preliminary conversation about it where like you said your husband made a comment asking you about like when when things are going to be intimate and I'm sure for him it's something that's like boiling with him that he's having trouble um not bringing up and, and I think that this relationship has a lot of hope I think you guys are just kind of entering a new phase I don't think this is like you know, um, something that's in a really bad place. I think it's just something that you both have to be really open to communicating with. And like, whether that's through couples therapy, whether that's through implementing a happy hour meeting like Brian and I have, that just allows you to talk about like, okay, how can we put aside time for us each week? How can we put time aside where we're bringing in a babysitter to hang out with the kids? Um, just like Osh mentioned about her time batching, I think that could be an effective thing for you if you're saying like, okay, I'm going to be spending my work time here. And then I'm going to be spending my kid time when they come home from six to eight. And then my husband and I are going to watch like a show from eight to nine, or we're going to like at least eat dinner together. And maybe that's not something that happens five days a week, but maybe it's something that happens like one to two. And then you save like every other Saturday night to just go out on a date together. Um, and, you know, I know everyone's financial situation looks different. So I know sometimes like babysitters aren't an option. Going out to dinner isn't an option, but I think that there's so many ways that we can establish intimacy um, either on a budget or um, just finding ways. Like we as humans are really adaptable and we're really good at finding ways to make things work. Agreed. I don't think it's a bad sign at all. I mean, I think it's important for, you know, each person to have their own life. We've talked about that several times. And yes, there are kids in the mix with this letter writer, but 
the same time, I don't know, it's, it's exciting. And I, I think to be able to build upon each other's successes and like developing intimacy, maybe by building upon that, that could be a good way to start into moments of peace and love and uh, a different sort of passion that can be inspired because maybe you are kind of sucked into this world of like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to take care of the kids and I don't have time for my husband. But, you know, maybe asking him to help with something. I don't know, like just getting him involved in what you do, maybe connecting in that way, that could be productive. And if that's not an option or if there's no way that, you know, your husband is going to do that, then there are other ways, there are, there are workarounds. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's a complete monster. So <laughs> I mean, and we've got a like from monsters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're bad monsters. Yeah. I agree. I completely agree with, you know, maybe delegating and being like, you're, you know, bring your husband in to help with the kids so that it's not so overwhelming for you. And it doesn't feel like you're taking up all of your time working on your, um, on your new company. And then also the kids as well. Cause starting your own company is very hard. It's very difficult and it's very time consuming. And I understand how stressful that could be, especially when you have kids and I'm not sure how old they are. I don't know if she specified, um, if they were young or not, but a few things that you could do definitely time batching how lauren said um sp you know spending your day like nine to five or eight to five working on your company but then once that five o'clock hits make sure you shut your laptop down don't answer your yeah put your phone on personal like on personal mode and then um or whenever the time that you want to stop is when your kids come back from school, have that time that you spend with your kids. And then, you know, I, I don't know how young they are, but my cousin actually has a baby. She's a one-year-old and she was sleep trained from when she was like two months old. So she'll be in bed at 6 p.m. till 7 a.m. And so that's a great time for her and her husband to cook dinner together. So they cook dinner together every night once the baby's down um, for bed at 6 p.m. So they'll cook dinner together every night and then have like just a really nice dinner together, just a very peaceful uh, dinner together. I know that can be hard once they get into like, um, you know, toddlers and, to, and then to kids. Um, but also if your oldest kid is like, a 12 year old, like, I'm sure they can watch the other kid, you know, like I, my cousin, my other cousin, her 12 year old babysits, um, all the rest of the kids, like all the little cousins. And then the parents go out for dinner or go out for lunch or something during the weekend. Um, whatever you're comfortable with, but yeah, I think either finding like a free babysitter if money is not an option, but I know you did say you're financially like in a great place. So I think, you know, hiring someone, hiring like a like a high schooler to like be a babysitter on the weekends and spend that Saturday night with your husband and try to um, do really romantic things. Like um, I did talk to my therapist and she was like, one way to spark like a lot of romance in your relationship is to do something that boosts a lot of adrenaline. So like, these are obviously things that are way off, but like skydiving, axe throwing, um, going on roller coasters, like going to on the roller coasters is a big thing. Um, it like kind of like, she was saying how if you go um, on a couple of dates with someone and then you go to a theme park and go on a roller coaster, there is a higher chance of that boy falling in love with you right then and there. Whoa. Um, yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a good way to spark it, you know, like do something that's kind of crazy and like, um, like 
gives you a lot of adrenaline because um, I think that that could really help. And I was going to say too that like don't feel guilty about leaving your kids or leaving your company to focus on your relationship because your kids will be better for having this role model of love. Um, like the more examples you can set for your kids about prioritizing your relationship and having a healthy relationship with your husband, that's only going to benefit your kids. Um, and I think like showing them that they can be independent and that they can be on their own um, or with a babysitter and they don't always need like mommy and daddy right there. Like those will be skills that your kids will benefit from for life um yeah so the examples like, of multitasking sound really really beneficial i mean yeah. just being models of excellence in terms of managing so much as well as a relationship Definitely. that seems super, yeah. super important but yeah i think that this has a lot of hope i think it's just going to be a matter of communication and i think just um reorganizing your priorities and reorganizing everything that you have going all of your responsibilities subscribe 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 don't forget to subscribe and send us your letters with all your concerns and requests for relationship advice career counseling anything that comes to mind and there's easy access on the google form within the link tree so check us out check us out (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone it's been another episode of damsels in the dms until next time it's going down in the dms bye Bye. dms dms we don't need them we just leave them please it's going down in the dms bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.